You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, 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 it is Golden Spaces. I had to switch it up. I think y'all can tell and you can hear that the vibes are very good over here. They're better than very good. They're like next level immaculate. I don't know, some crazy, just (laughs) high level great vibes. (laughs) Spectacular. Spectacular. Was Draymond thing absolutely, Draymond thing used to be absolutely amazing. Now it's absolutely beautiful. He says that all the time now. The vibes are absolutely beautiful right now. Oh my gosh. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, you know what I did tonight while I was watching the game, Justin? I would um, switch to the Heat game because they were playing the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Warriors start to piss me off at any point during the game, I would just switch and start watching the other game for like a little bit. And then I would come back. I mean, I kept looking like at the score and like watching like on my phone, but it's just, I would just switch it from being the main game on my TV. Cause they had points tonight where they were like getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall I'm feeling good. The Dubs won. We're up three, two. This is where we said it would be and needed to be. And now our guys got one more game. They got to win one more game to advance to the second round. After starting off down, going down 2-0, whichever way you want to say it, after the season that they had, just getting Andrew Wiggins back before, who has looked amazing in this series, all things considered, GP2, (laughs) coming back hella late. You know what I'm saying? Like Draymond Green suspended and getting ejected. I mean, what haven't we had in this series, Justin, this year? Like what hardship has this team not faced? And they are still standing up 3-2 against a very young and very good Kings team with a chance to, to win at home and close out this series on Friday night. Shout out to the Doves, man. Shout out to the Doves. They keep doing it. They they just they just have it. Like 
there's no other way to describe it. They just, whatever it is, they just got it. Like <laughs> they, they have won so many games and series. Well, not series, but they've won so many games they shouldn't win or like, they're just, just, it can go either way. And they just come out on top somehow. It's just, it's crazy. What a blessing to be a fan of this team. It really is, you know? I know, like, people like to say, like, oh, Warriors fans are bandwagons. They're this, they're that. And, you know, I don't ever pretend to be a lifelong Warriors fan. I have definitely been with the Dubs since the 2012-2013 season, Um, you know, because Steph was, like, one of my favorite players, and I just used to watch him. And then I just, like, sort of, like, kept watching the team. And it would be like, oh, Clay, oh, Dre. And I just like like them. So then I just start to watch all their games and I start to go to their games. And then it was just like, all right, I'm with this team. So yeah, it was like when they were coming up and trending up, but it was definitely before the championships. And I felt like I grew with this core, with this version of the team, you know? And so, but it's like, I never had that before in basketball. Like I used to always be jealous when like people were Bulls fans or people were Lakers fans, you know, cause even with the Celtics and I think everyone knows, I say this, like, I really like the Celtics. They're also like one of my favorite teams, but I wasn't around with the Celtics, like <laughs> in the, those early days. In fact, I hated the Celtics in the eighties. Like truly I like the Celtics cause Kevin Garnett is one of my favorite players. Like, you know, if you ask me my top five, Kevin Garnett is always in it. So when he went to the Celtics, I started watching. And then I used to be, he's done some like shady things in his personal life. So I can't mess with him anymore, but used to be a huge Rondo fan. You know, I love point guards on my list. I think Kevin Garnett is the only one who's not a point guard because I love point guards. So, you know, they're just my favorite players. I love them. And so Rondo was like one of my favorite guys. So it was like, oh, KG and Rondo. So then I would just watch the Celtics more. And then I like the Celtics too. So, but I never had like one of those teams, you know, like where people just like, or one of the guys, like, even if you didn't like the team, you know, I feel like everybody was like a Jordan fan. I hated Michael Jordan. I mean, I was a big Magic Johnson fan. And I guess you could say like, yeah, a lot of people liked Magic, but I wasn't a Jordan person. I wasn't a Kobe person. I wasn't a uh um LeBron person right like a lot of these guys that are like kind of more relevant now you know I wasn't even that big of an AI person and I actually went to Temple in Philly and he used to be on my campus he's up there with the car and all the dudes would be around like who's AI's AI and all the <laughs> girls be like oh my god you know that's all so cute and I'm like oh boy like I used to roll my eyes I did not care about that man on any level so I never used to care like I used to be like Ugh. I mean, I thought he was cute, but outside of that, it was just like, I don't know. I just never had like an affinity for any of those players. So like to finally, so I used to envy the people who had that, right? Because this is like, everybody loved these like iconic players. I, I never felt like that about them. So it's like, I felt good like with Steph, where it's just like, he's one of those guys. I finally have one. I get to experience with like, all those Lakers fans felt with like the Laker dynasties and, you know, all the, the Bulls fans felt. So I love it. I know it won't last forever. I know it won't last forever, you know, but it's just like, it's, it's amazing to be a part of it. Like to be a fan of a team like this. Yeah. You summed it up perfectly. Like not everybody gets to experience like what we get to experience. And as far as, 
you know, seeing this team come up from where they started from to come to where they are now. And they just keep delivering time and time again. Like when you think the dynasty is like on its last legs, they're just like, nah, like we still in this shit. Like <laughs> the performance that they put on in that fourth quarter, like towards the end, you know, they had some boneheaded plays, but they just make huge play after huge play. Like, and it's just, it's commonplace now. Like you just expect it, right? It's, it's, it, you expect it, but you're always surprised when it happens. You're always excited when it happens because it's not guaranteed that they're going to be able to keep doing this stuff. And they just, they somehow are still doing it. So like hell of a performance from those dudes, they always come through. And this is why we put so much faith into this team. That's why we say get to the playoffs healthy, you know, avoid the play in. And then somebody got to see them seven times. They got to beat them four times. Like, it's hard to beat them four times because they do shit like this. Like what they just did tonight is hard to beat them four times. So we just going to stick with them and until it's over, like, cause yeah, yeah, it is what it is. On a night where, and even though you wouldn't know, because like, as our title here says, Curry's 31 points leads warriors past Kings to take three, two series lead. Steph had 31, but it wasn't a efficient Steph Curry, like pretty 31, you know, but whatever in the playoffs, you do what you got to do. You get it done. But he wasn't shooting the three ball that well. Right. On a night where Clay was in foul trouble, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, but they find it. And he, I mean, he still Clay had 25, but it's like Draymond steps up big tonight, not just defensively, but offensively as well. Right. Like, he hit a few threes, you know, um, the shots at the rim were falling. He was a threat to score. And when he is a threat to score, whether he's actually even doing it or not, that opens up so much for this team. Yeah. Right. And so just, it's always about that core. It's always about that core. And then Andrew Wiggins is just solid. I mean, he's part of the core now. He's to me, in my opinion, he's part of the core. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you look at him as a bridge between the old, the old core and into the new generation, he's a part of it. I mean, he's just been so steady and so solid. And then of course, Looney, right. And just tremendous. Like he's out rebounding Sabonis, you know, and we, we talked about rebounds on this podcast, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm just saying like, it's just, and even Jordan, you know, him getting to the line, you yep. know, Huge. him attacking, right? Like, this is what we need from him. And he did it, you know, even if his three wasn't really falling and just, you know, like he does boneheaded things, but he also comes through for this team. He's won a championship. He's a championship and he's bringing that pedigree to this, you know? So just special, special performance and, and, you know, by them to like go in there, go into hostile territory, withstand, you know, the, the Kings hot little shooting streak to start the game. And, yep. you know, then Harrison Barnes interrupting their run with all these free throws. They wanted to award him to get to the line. What was that in the third quarter? Yeah, that shit was wild. mad annoying. <laughs> he was being mad extra too with stuff. I was like. I'm not feeling your energy. There was like one point, like he like did this thing to Steph or whatever, like tried to have like this kind of aggression. I'm like, carry me, like, relax, Harrison. <laughs> like, calm down, yo. <laughs> <laughs> was not feeling him all that much. So, I mean, 
And I, to me personally, I felt like I could tell that the Kings were getting rattled, right? Like they barking at the refs, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they just, once the Warriors took the lead, I don't know if they ever lost it again. I think it may have gotten tied or within one, but they just couldn't like get past them, you know? And it was like, they'd have some little runs and get close or within one or tied, but they just were never able to like regain that lead, you know? And, um, you know, they quieted, the Warriors quieted that building, <laughs> you know, they took that game. And I, I, I'm going to be really interested to hear what the um, Kings are saying in their post game, but I know they feel all kinds of shook. Like they're not going to say it, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. I mean, they looked like it in the fourth quarter, to be honest. Like, Monk was the only one that looked like he really, you know, was in control of himself. Everybody else was just kind of flustered. We saw Baron Fox making uncharacteristic mistakes. He had six turnovers tonight. Um, Sabonis was really a non-factor for majority of the game, even though he had a decent stat line. He was just – they were just letting him do those type of things. You know what I mean? Like, he was getting open shots all game, but he wasn't really in the mix making shit happen for real. Um, yeah, and just everybody else just seemed like a little bit off and shook, other than Monk. And then it showed up in the plus minus. He was the only positive player on their team. And this is what I say about like you know when Chris, our 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 boy from Hoop Spaces, is all this. People aren't scared of the Warriors. They're not scared when they up. <laughs> when, it's, when it's early in the series, and they got their crowd. Right. When it's tight. And now you face an elimination. Mm-hmm. We're going down 3-2. Let's see how you are then in those moments. Right. When it's 2-2, back against the wall, must-win game really on either side. We we know who won't come out on top of that. Like I said, this team just – this core continues to to deliver, like, in those situations. Until they don't do it, we're going to always believe in them. Believe in them. Um, and this is why, like we, they just showed us, this is why. From the time I heard that video with Herder talking about, we need to win a game. Well, now y'all do need to win a game in their building, but we need to win a game. And, you know, I just thought, oh yeah, they're already, <laughs> they're already nervous. They're already nervous. And people, you know, corny people on Twitter try to come at me like, oh my God, there's nothing crazy like that. He wants to win a game. You want him to like go down. You missing the point. That's not the point. Is, is the way he talking. And then they were saying on the broadcast that like Mike Brown was saying like he could see some of the guys were down about losing that game, which understandably, you're upset about losing the game. But it's different. It's different, you know? Because I mean, like when the Warriors were down 2-0, it's not ideal, but they were like, you know, it's a new challenge for us. <laughs> right? Something Check we've off. never done before. <laughs> Check off the box. Check off the box. Never started a series 0-2. Well, they got an opportunity to run the table after after going 0-2 and just having a fresh slate at that point, right? Clean slate. Yeah. 0-0 next, next round. If they can close it out, hopefully they close it out in game six. And, yeah, new life again. And the Warriors continue their streak of winning at least one away game, one mm-hmm. road game in every playoff series that they've played in. Unbelievable. Tremendous. Right tremendous crazy absolutely <laughs> insane like 
didn't the well, the Bucks just lost? Did they win in Miami this series? They won one game no. in in Milwaukee. no, that was in Milwaukee. It was the game without Giannis too. Great. That's what I'm saying. So they've had Giannis back for a couple of games. We won't talk about the Bucks later, but they had Giannis back in Game Four, mm-hmm. and then they went to Game Five. No, they had okay. So the first two games were in Milwaukee, right? So mm-hmm. they lost Game One, won Game Two, then they went to Miami, lost both of those games. Right. Giannis came back in the fourth game. Okay, yep. so they were down three-one. So he played. He started Game One, got hurt in Game One, then didn't play the rest of Game One, didn't play Game Two, then Game Three, came back Game Four. They should have tied it up then. They went down three-one. Then they had a game on their court tonight. Had a big ass lead, went into overtime, and still blew it. Crazy, crazy. And people always try to point to, oh, the Warriors are lucky, and they they always get a break when they run into adversity and stuff. Like, ain't the Heat missing Harrow? And like, they yeah. got a, they're an eight seed. They got Depot a bunch just of went down. Oh, Debo just went down, and the Bucks just got spanked. Like. What the Warriors are doing, you still got to go out there and beat teams. Like, you still got to go out there and win. And they consistently, whether they get thrown a, a bone, quote-unquote, or not, they deliver. Like, so I'm not trying to hear anything about how good the Warriors have it. When we when we routinely see shit like this where the Bucks one seed, we don't, well, we don't see this all the time, but a one seed losing to an eight, right? Like, if Steph ever, ever <laughs> did that. The Suns out there barely able to beat the Clippers without their two top stars. Exactly. Barely able to get past them. Like, come on now. Come on now. Like, this, we can't take what these these guys are doing for granted. No. Right? And I guarantee you, if they run the table and win another championship, the start of next season is going to be a bunch of Giannis is the best player in the world. KD is the best player in the world. It's going to be a lot of that. When we just watching like over time at the time at the time again, these guys deliver. Steph delivers, like, and that's why Clay was mad about not being on top seventy five. Exactly, because you know what, you know what. Let me let me like put some respect on Clay's name because I have been. I don't want to say guilty because it would suggest that I don't know how great Clay is, but I've tried to because you know how people try to play up Steph's help when it's time to say like what he's done. But then when it comes time to give his teammates accolades, they don't put them top 75. They're Mm -hmm. not as good, right? And I tried to say like, well, Chris Middleton, Chris, is that right? Yes. Okay, because you know I call him the wrong name sometimes. So Chris Middleton, I was like, yes, I get it. He's not as good of a shooter as Clay, And I do think Clay is the better player. But in terms of the help, that he offers in the postseason to Giannis, it's comparable. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, especially because when you look at like Clay's, you know, production in the postseason, Clay has been inconsistent sometimes in the playoffs, right? Like we really got his best playoff run probably in 2019, and then he went down with injury, right? Um, but if you actually look at like the output from them, right? Like what both players give, their st- their stats are comparable, you know. Mm-hmm. But Clay has these big moments, you know, that just stands out and everybody remembers. So they act like, I was like, you're not getting game six Clay every game. Right. <laughs> if he was that every game, he would be like, 
<laughs> the Warriors will have won a championship every game. I mean, every year they win a championship. Right. <laughs> So, you know, I had people telling me like, oh, you're being disrespectful. No way. And we won't have you put Clay Thompson in the same sentence with Middleton. Whatever. Like, I know the point that I was making, but I'm going to say this. Like, Clay Thompson ain't passing up no ball <laughs> at the end of the series. <laughs> you know, like, that ain't happening. You know, he going to shoot that ball and take it. And we going to live and die with him taking that shot. Rather than passing it up to Grayson Allen to not even get off a shot. Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. Championship medal. Right. They go for it. They're not afraid of the moment. They don't care if they're down. They're going to talk. Facts. They They have pride. And they're the ultimate, like you just said, they're the ultimate shot callers. Like they're the ultimate. We're going to do this, and then they do it. Yes. <laughs> you got to respect it. Like, it's, it's literally just it's just hate if you don't like the Warriors. I get it, because if you're a fan of the team that they've re- repeatedly beat, then you're going to have some resentment there. But you got to respect it. Like, look at what they do. Like, <laughs> this is cr- they call their shot, and they hit it every time. You got to respect that. Like, hey. And then they're just, like, so freaking entertaining. Highest right? ratings. And how many freaking years? And the, the shots Kings they think hit? it's about them. It's not about y'all. It's not about y'all, Kings. Like that shot that Clay hit in the corner, where they they really just needed buckets down the down the down the stretch. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Like, come on, man. They I mean, deliver. Dudes have no fear when they're out there. No fear. Nothing. And I mean. I'd be like in my room, like, oh my God, my heart is like beating fast. I was like, how do they do this? How do they go out there and perform under this kind of pressure? It's incredible. They just cut different, cut from a different cloth. They they really are. And I, Clay and Steph, the Splash Bros having fathers from past areas who are eras who are NBA players, I just think does so much for them because they just understand this and get this in a way that their peers some of their peers can't and that we we don't either mm-hmm. and i think them not being super highly touted recruits or like prospects out of high school and even well out of college they were both lottery picks but they probably should have went higher in their drafts you know what i mean that, that chip the ultimate chip that's on their shoulder is going to stay there you know because they still get slighted to this day for sure i mean like really how many backcourts can you actually argue in NBA history are better than them? Zero. None. Just leave it at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. There's no other backcourt. Like, I can't think of one. I can't think of one, like, yeah. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, obviously we still have a long road to go to try to to get to number five, but um, there was some news that came down about the Warriors wanting to retain Draymond Green's services <laughs> oh, yeah, going yeah. forward. And then also there was like another piece that dropped talking about, I guess, a time where he basically was allowed and permitted to yell <laughs> Jordan Poole again. You may see that one. Oh, no. At some point, like he went at Jordan, I guess, about like something he was doing, not doing or whatever 
and Jordan like took it and like he had Steph's blessing and I guess, you know, <laughs> he's been given the reins to be Draymond again, but um, whatever. Um, but you know, what was interesting to me about that article, the one about that they want to like continue with him. Cause I mean, I just feel like that's, that's, that gives you an insight into like, of course, where they're going for the future. But I also feel like that's probably a signaling of, in my opinion, that they're going to maybe like approach how they support this team in terms of the players around them mm -hmm. a little differently, you know, because that they're putting that out there because you're, you're not going to be able to do another season of the core with what you had this year. And granted, like, Moody will be another year older and he showed promise and JK will be another year older. That's true. And we have Gary now. I don't know what's going to happen with, um, you know, Dante, but I'm just saying like, I think if they do this and they pull it off after everything it took to get here, like I just cannot imagine, you know, the front office being like, okay, let's now not try to do anything to like really support and help you guys. So mm -hmm. I don't know, but I do, whew, excuse me, feel like that kind of coming out now is like a signaling too of like where they're headed for the future. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once they retain Dre, I'm sorry, if you're trying to retain Dre and go in on him, then you're not leaning all the way into the youth movement either. Right. I mean, once they traded James, I think that was a clear indication that they're trying to move into a direction that better supports the, the main guys. And that's what they should do because the main guys are going to do stuff like they did tonight when it matters most. Um, I and mean, like you said, we got another two, three years out of them, you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, because you, you do have the guys that are in that secondary and tertiary timeline that can kind of better support them. We see Wiggins is still getting better, right? I don't think he's at his absolute peak yet, right? Maybe that comes next year or the year after that. Jordan is still getting better. Um, you know, Looney is just as healthy as he's been in his career. Like, he's playing 30-plus minutes in playoff games, and he's, you know, he's getting close to his his peak if he's not already there. So, and obviously Steph is not slowing down yet. So I think they got another two, three years in him for sure at a high level. And like you said, Moody and Kaminga are going to be years older. They should, like, it will be an absolute failure if they aren't contributing, um, you know, next season in a major way, like pushing 15 to 20 minutes consistently a game and playing in the playoffs. Like, at that point, you got three years of development. You you better be able to get some playoff contributions out of them. Um, and then you just fill in the other pieces based on skill set. Like, they need some front court shooting. They need some front court finishing. And you know, if Dante's gone, you're going to need some another ball handler in there somewhere. But, yeah, the formula is there. Like, the formula is pretty simple considering they got so many pieces already in place and so many, you know, skill sets that are already filled. So, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to hear it because you don't want to go into the offseason not knowing, like, whether or not they'll be trying to keep Dre or not and all the rumors about that stuff. Like, you got to keep this core together as long as, they, as, long as you can, really, in my opinion. Yeah.
for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. I want to switch gears a little bit, Justin. So, what did you think about this? Um, him having Dre come off the bench again, like. I was like, eh, okay, but I like I didn't. The only game to me, it's paid dividends, and was Game Three. <laughs> you know, like it hasn't really, like it wasn't like bad in Game Four, but it was like by halftime you had switched back to Dre, um, starting again. And so when he did it again, I'm like, what is it that you're seeing? Like, I mean, conceptually, I get it. It gives you more space on the floor. You don't have Dre and Loon out there. But I just, it's not, because they had some turnovers. It just, it wasn't paying the dividends and creating to me or having the impact to keep going to it. So I'm just curious what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, it was a little wonky to start. Um, You know, I think it's just, like you said, to to keep the space on the court and play only one big at a time. And they just want to keep rewarding Looney for his his, um, play. So from that standpoint, I guess I mean it makes sense to do that, but um, yeah, it just yeah, it wasn't really doing it for me. No, it's not. I'm just like okay, like please don't fuck around in the next game. Just go with your guys. Now I do think if Steph started a little bit more aggressive as a as a scorer himself, it could have you know that that lineup. I guess the the plus minus of that lineup could have been a little bit better. But he decided that he wanted to get other guys going early, and mm-hmm. that did pay off because Clay and Wiggins were pretty much in rhythm for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just good leadership from him. But I'd be curious to see what they do at home because, like, like I said, you want to play one big at a time mostly. Like if they start Dre and Loon, I don't think it's the end of the world. But I do think um, Dre's got to get back in the starting lineup at some point. So we'll just see how they how they do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Clay was in foul trouble, so that probably prevented an even bigger Clay game. But we are now going to a, a game six. Um, but they're gonna want to be they they're gonna want to close this out. So I kind of expect Steph to be going for the kill. Yeah, you know, in this game, like I expect an extra ultra aggressive Steph early. I do too. Um, at home too, like they're gonna be having the energy of the crowd ready to close it out. Um, I definitely expect. Steph and Clay to go for the jugular early. Um, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they started that normal starters with Dre back and, and Jordan on the bench and just try to put their foot down early, establish a major defensive identity because that is their best defensive lineup and, you know, put them away. Night, night. <sighs> so sorry. Excuse me. Um, I mean, we touched on a number of the guys already, but I didn't know. I mean, Moody even got some minutes in this, and I thought he was solid, like, in the, you know, the short stint that mm-hmm. he played. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things you could say about so many players in this game, and we touched on it from Loon with the rebounds, you know, Clay just sort of, like, being hot for the, the time he was in the game, even though he was in foul trouble, like his shot was just on and he made some like big shots and, you mm-hmm. know, bird some runs and um, key moments, made timely shots. Like he was just great for them. Andrew Wiggins, solid game. He was hustling too. He was diving on the floor. He was 
blocking shots. He was just making his presence felt mm -hmm. on both ends of the court. GP2 was instant impact, as he always is. I don't know why Kerr was, like, waiting to go to him. Like, love Dante. This isn't a Dante series, though. Um, so, like, GP2, instant impact, right? Dre, like, being a threat to score in this game, but also, obviously, his defensive prowess. You know, Steph. Steph is Steph. You know, he needed to be on the court. You know, he made the clutch shots when we needed he closed, he, you know, he did what he needed to do. He set up his teammates, like you said, to get them going. You know, he made sure he did what he had to do, even if his three ball wasn't falling. You know, I mean, they just so many contributors tonight um, mm -hmm. to this game. Um, it, I mean, this is, it was another great team win. Jordan too. I don't want to forget to like shout him out, you know, I, I loved what I saw him doing tonight. Like, yeah, he kind of, at least right now per game, he still kind of has like maybe one boneheaded play or whatever. But mm -hmm. I mean, he's really been solid in these last two games, you know, re like really helping the team. Um, and, it, and a lot of it is by him attacking <laughs> and getting sure. to getting to the line. So, um, so many contr contr contributions from their key guys. Um yeah. Is there anyone who you specifically want to shout out or have one, anybody that really stood out to you tonight? I mean, they all did their part. Like, like you just said, went down a rundown Looney rebounding, creating extra possessions. Seven offensive rebounds is huge. Gary four offensive rebounds is also huge. Um, 16 minutes. He was so productive in those minutes. He got a dunk, a few back cut layups. Um, you know, obviously his defense made a huge difference. Um, yeah, like they just all did their thing. Like Wiggins, and Mr. Do It All, Steph and Clay did their thing. And with Jordan, like his three didn't fall, but he was also just creating extra opportunities for his team as well by just being kind of like feisty on defensive end. I was just about to say that the deflections, the swiping the, swiping the ball. Right. Yes, yes. He was really way, huge tonight defensively. Yeah, that's a way he can make a big impact defensively. Like, he's not going to be the guy that's going to stay in front of somebody and stop them. But if he can, you know, do a late double team and swipe at the ball as somebody's making a move and get a steal, or, you know, a team gets a rebound and they think they have a fast break and he just, like, shoots the passing lane and, you know, gets a steal that way. He can do that a few times a game and just create a little bit more chaos out there defensively. And it showed up. You know, he had one block. I don't know who shot he blocked, but – um two steals and one block, that's huge, right? That's huge for – especially for him. If he's going to be in that starting lineup without Draymond there, he's got to, you know, be ready, be up to the task defensively, and he, I think he was. And then if he – his shot wasn't falling, but he also had six assists. Like, that means he's just getting downhill and finding guys. He had a really good pass to Draymond when it looked like he didn't have anywhere to go, and he just, you know, threw a dime to Draymond. So that's just – that's what it's got to be for him. His baseline should be, you know – solid defensively and just getting downhill making plays whether it's him scoring himself or just creating for somebody else that pass to draymond he was definitely fouled by the bonus but i thought i for sure thought that was about to be a turnover and so when they made something out of it i was like oh praise god praise god right um there was a few of those like oh no and then it worked out in the warriors favor <laughs> Please. <laughs> did you see that um exchange between him and monk like before the game and monk is like oh so then guard me like you 
Yeah. Can't guard him either. Like, what is this? The two, neither one of y'all can guard each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just whatever. Um, yeah, the Kings players are starting to get on my nerves a little bit, though. Um, you know, it's like, first of all, the broadcast is getting on my nerves because, like, when Monk had like fallen, yeah. that whole thing you two talking about, oh, yeah, GP2 went under him. What are, are you not watching the same game as me? Like, GP2 did not go under him at all. Like, he tried to right. like avoid hitting him and just kind of clipped him, but like, there was no under. Like, like, don't even try to describe him as doing something dirty. Like, he was over there instantly to check on him to see what's wrong. And, like, literally, they showed the replay in slow motion, and that was your takeaway? I'm like, what are these dudes yeah. watching? That was mad annoying to me. And then I was like, honestly, I know, like, I shouldn't be like that because, yeah, he could have been injured, but I just knew he wasn't injured. I'm just like, okay, mom, <laughs> waiting for you to get up. Like, all right. And then he got up, and he played just fine the rest of the game. And it's funny how they describe that play in in almost hint at GP two being yeah. a little dirty. But when Malik Monk elbows Steph in the gut as he's running off that screen, it was oh, there was no way he did that on purpose. I don't even know why they're checking for a flagrant. Yeah, and players just act like they're hurt just to get a flagrant review. Steph's clearly fucked up in the stomach. Like yeah, <laughs> it's like all right, Stan. Like this is why nobody likes to hear what you got to say. Exactly. So I like oh my goodness it's like okay all right it's a bonus every moment like what did i do uh you didn't do nothing that's the problem you didn't do nothing you didn't do nothing you you ram yourself into people you throw away the ball you got no post moves you did nothing that's (laughs) what it is you did nothing yeah he's ass Uh, Uh, i can't say i can't believe some of y'all wanted him on our team Ugh, gross yeah that was always crazy to me that was always crazy to me. People were talking about Sabonis to Golden State. We good. Mm. We are mm. good. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So Justin, some things happened around the league some things happen just okay <laughs> i don't know just some fraudulent teams went down some fraudulent teams advanced mm-hmm. and i mean we just need to kind of keep our eye on the radar so the the timberwolves i knew they were going to lose that series they they pushed it to five and avoided the sweep Something Kevin Durant wasn't able to do on the Brooklyn Nets when he played the Celtics, but um, and the Hawks all were also able to avoid the sweep, you know. So all these teams versus the Celtics, the, the team that like Kevin Durant couldn't, Kevin Durant and Kyrie mm-hmm. couldn't avoid the sweep against, but the Atlanta Hawks did it, you know. Right. So um, the I guess are- right with Malcolm Brogdon, a better right. version, yeah. So, um, but Kevin Durant and Devin Booker get by, get (laughs) by. (laughs) They outlast the Clippers in a series where the Clippers, after game two, were missing its best two players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And they struck, like the Clippers were in those games basically for, till the end and almost all the games. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So the Suns came out of that and they will be facing the Nuggets, who, by the way, struggle with um, the Wolves for those last couple of games. Like, if the Wolves were just a smarter team, they they would. Or even if they had all their players. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, you know, Jokic and his free throws. But anyway, so those two teams are going to see each other. They're going to go um, – that series starts Saturday. Justin, I don't know who's going to win that series. I go back and forth about it. Like, some days I'm like, sun. Some days I'm like, nuggets. Like, neither team is great defensively. Mm-hmm. Who's, the, who's, the, who's the best player in that series? Is it KD or is it Jokic? I'm going to go KD. You're going to go KD. Okay. I'm going to go KD just because – the ball handler, I'm gonna give the ball handler the nod in a playoff series. And I do think defensively he'll be able to make more of an impact, positive impact than Jokic will. They're just gonna put Jokic in the pick and roll and Book is gonna light him on fire most likely. So I'm gonna link Katie, yeah. Yeah, link Katie. Okay. But they're relatively tier wise. In the same tier, yeah. I can see it going either way, yeah. Right. And so I'm gonna say in terms of the second best player that's clearly book advantage over Murray. Um oh yeah sure. I see the face you're making. You don't agree with it that? Jamal Murray, the best version of Jamal Murray is very close to yes, but you're that's like Jimmy Butler. You're not gonna get that all the games in the series. You never know with Jamal Murray though. Nah you're not getting bubble Jamal every night. <laughs> that isn't happening. It didn't even happen in the last series he just played. Yeah. You're going to get a couple of games like that, though. And yes, that version can match Booker. I would say, though, the difference with this Booker is you're finding a much more efficient Booker because he's having much more space to operate with KD next to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you will before have these high scoring games for Booker, but they were much less efficient um, than they are right now. So, we'll see if that continues because Denver is not some defensive juggernaut. Um, but then after that, you know, both of these teams, <laughs> the rest of the players after that and, like, their benches and just, like, I I just don't know who's going to win this series. I think it's going six or seven games. Mm-hmm. You know, Denver has home court advantage um, and the altitude. The, 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 the Suns have the better, slightly better two players. Um, I don't know. I don't know who wins this series. Yeah. Before the playoff start, I did say Denver in seven. I think I'm going to keep that prediction for those reasons you just listed, right? Home court advantage and the altitude. I do think they have a deeper team, even though their team isn't like super deep. Uh, They just got more guys that can affect the game off their bench. But Jokic's defensive coverage is like his his pick and roll defense is pretty problematic, especially against a team like the Suns, who, you know, Book and KD are mid-range guys, right? CB3 is a mid-range guy, and he's a guy who can run a lot of pick and rolls and just kind of put you in trouble. So that can be problematic. Um, but we just got we got to see. It's going to be a lot of a lot of offense. 
So I'm looking way, way ahead. So I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but out of those two teams, one of them is going to advance to the Western Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. assuming that the Warriors can also get back to the Western Conference Finals, which one of those two teams would you want to see? Phoenix. Okay. I mean, I want to see Phoenix because I don't like them. Right. But I also want to see the Nuggets just because. But I mean, if you, if if the Nuggets don't advance anyway, then if we kind of put to bed the whole Jokic best player talk and blah, 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 all that bullshit anyway. So it's like, I kind of want to do, you know, disrupt destruction to both of them, but <laughs> I just get much more pleasure and joy doing it to the Suns than I do Denver. But I'm just saying from a matchup basis, do you also prefer the Suns? Um, it's 50-50. It's 50-50 on the matchup one because I do think as a team, the Warriors match up pretty good with the with the Suns. I think that's a series that more of our players have become playable in. I think Dante and Kaminga and even like Moody to an extent would be able to have more impact against the Suns. Um, it's just like Katie and Book are so good at making extremely difficult shots that even if you're playing good defense against them, they can definitely beat you um, two to three games in a series just off tough shot making. But at the same time, I do think defensively we match up pretty well with them. And the Nuggets, they just that altitude and yeah, it just get a little weird with the Nuggets. But their defense is just like food for Steph and for Clay and stuff. So I think there's advantages and disadvantages in both series. But so from that standpoint, I would just lean towards the Suns because I would just enjoy beating them more than the Nuggets. And you don't gotta play in that altitude when you play Phoenix. So gotcha. give me give me Phoenix. Okay. Um so then the I'm 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 gonna say Bucks Heat for last, although we start we talked about them a little bit earlier. But then you have the Lakers and Grizzly series. And right now everyone keeps talking like it's Warriors, Lakers next round. Right now, both teams are up three two. The the Grizzlies won tonight, which we said they probably would. They went down three one, but they were going back to um Memphis. So we both felt pretty confident that they would probably win and push it to six, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of expecting the Lakers to close it out in six. But what if somehow the Lakers don't close it out in six, which is what I want because I want them to have a long series. That would Going be back home to Memphis. That, that would be crazy. Memphis is a really good home home team. That's 50-50 to me at that point. Yeah. LeBron has never lost in a game seven. And yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see, I hope Bain and Kennard can catch fire and stuff like that just to make things a little weird for them. Like, you know. They need to bench Brooks. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what's spurts. happening. Yeah, just play him in like five minutes spurts, if that. Like. They had a, they had that major run when they had Aldama and they had Kennard in there because they got shooters all over the court. Guys, you got to play. You got to respect. Um, 
Yeah, so I would I would just play them a little bit less. I think that's their best shot. I told people as these games, when we were looking at the schedule, I said, as those games start to just be every other night at the end of that series, that's when it could start to affect the Lakers because they're older or their mm-hmm. stars are older. We know 80s body doesn't necessarily hold up. They're traveling from Memphis to L.A. Yeah. The Grizzlies are younger. So, yeah. We'll see. I, I'm rooting for seven games and chaos. Um, but the way they, they were rolling around, walking, talking, acting like they got it, it just would be pretty crazy if they end up losing to the Grizzlies. That would be sweet. But <laughs> we'll see, though. We will see. Um, I I expect the, the Celtics to close it out in Atlanta. And that game, I believe, is tomorrow night. We'll see. But the Hawks, you got to shout out to them. The players that Trey Young is the most overrated player in the league. And he pushed the Celtics literally on his own to six because DeJounte Murray went and got himself suspended. Because <laughs> bumping into a ref or whatever he did. And so um, Trey literally just emptied the clip like all kinds of inefficient didn't care but that final shot he took to win the game justin that was a gutsy fucking shot like when i saw him going to take it i'm just like this guy will never learn like what does he do (laughs) and then that shit went in in. ice cream oh my god that's wild yeah when he's on he's on i mean but i guess he wasn't really that one but he one of those players just do, can do can do certain stuff that it just puts you in your heels. So interesting, interesting stuff happening out east. It is because a lot of those series started off like really boring and really like blah, and the, the Hawks made it a little interesting. Now they somehow force it to a game seven. I still think the Celtics win this series, but now you've just played extra games unnecessarily. You play with your food, and when you play with your food, things happen. So get it together, Celtics, because I'm still calling a Warriors-Celtics rematch in the finals. Um, they, all the thing, too, is they gave Embiid extra days of rest, which he needs, right? So mm-hmm. Sixers fans were looking for them to extend that series because they just waiting. They done. They right. done. They done swept Brooklyn, and now they just waiting. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to lose the Celtics anyway, but. I do too, but they definitely would lose if they, they don't have Embiid and he's all hobbled or can't start the first two games. So, you mm-hmm. like, you just missed out on a chance because, like, you had, like, an opportunity, you know, to get Embiid, like, hobbled, which brings me back to injuries. Like, did you see this bullshit that the Kings were, like, leaking to the media or saying Chris Haynes is reporting like they were like they think the Warriors are going to try to swipe that Foxes, like bro, it's basketball and you got to play defense. Like yeah, his fingers gonna get hit. Like just in the natural course of the game, what are we doing? Right, and then he got um he re-aggravated it late in the game from him swiping at the ball when he was on defense, not somebody else hitting him in the hand from the Warriors. So. There's be a lot of weird shit going on when it comes to the Warriors and in the media and how they try to talk about the team. 
Yeah, everyone's like, you know, let's see what Draymond's going to do. I'm just like, bro, every person may hit that finger. Like, you can't try to avoid someone's finger on the basketball court. That's stupid. Like, what are we even saying? These are dumb things. I don't understand. And then finally, the Miami Heat. You can take your, you know, your little victory lap because you're a Jimmy guy. I'm not. Um, And so Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler came through and he led the, the Heat. To a victory over the 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 Bucks as the eighth seed, Justin. Crazy. One of the few times in history that the eighth has beat the one. Um, and yeah, I'm giving them full credit for this. Like, this is not no, I don't want to hear nothing about Giannis being out. Giannis came back when they were down 2-1. Mm-hmm. And you could have like, and he's had the numbers in each each game, you know? And y'all could have tied up the series with it coming back home. You lose it, but then now you go on your home court and you lose again, and y'all don't even get a final shot off. Nah, you you get you're a part of that L, homie. Major way in a major way. Get sent to overtime like that, then losing overtime at home. Nasty. Just uh nasty. And y'all were like the favorites, right? Now, how nasty would it have been if y'all would have given him MVP? By the way, and B gonna catch that slander too because they ain't making it past the second round. But <laughs> but it's his first one. But he can't get no more until he like gets out of the second round. Yeah, facts. So a lot going on around the league, Justin. But one thing is, our Warriors are sitting pretty. They are sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Yep, job not finished, but get it done on Friday. Then hopefully Memphis extends their series that same night. I think they play Friday as well. Mm-hmm. But now because then we got to play earlier. I don't think the Warriors are supposed to play so early. Yeah, yeah, it would be perfect if you know the same thing that happened today would happen again on Friday, right? Warriors win and the Grizzlies win, and then from there it's whatever whoever wins wins. Because you buy the Warriors to a little extra time too. Right. Buy them some extra time, put a little bit more mileage on those on either one of those teams' legs that you had to see um in the second round. And now now we're really cooking. Cause I think if the Warriors and Lakers win Friday, they'd have to play Sunday, I think, right? That would be nasty. But yeah, I think so. I think the game sevens would be scheduled for Sunday. So I think if it's not the game sevens, it would be game ones, but I could be wrong. So, um, so yeah, really, really will be rooting for the Grizzlies. Yes. On Friday. Yeah. We need T-Rex arms to come through. We need the shooter, John Morant, John, what do you call him now? John Hardy. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, we need him to come through. I need Jaron to come through. Like, yeah, he's been not impacting anything. Mid. He's just mid, for real, for real. Like I've been saying, yeah, right. I've been saying, yeah, I've been saying all season. He's not a real all star. He started. The, <laughs> he started. The they trying to say he's like Wiggins. Like, no, he not like Wiggins. Everybody want to be Wiggs. Like, damn, <laughs> not even Steph or Clay or Draymond for y'all to have a Wiggins. The fuck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, give me Wiggins over that guy. Give me Wiggins over that guy, please. Uh, 
Justin, it feels good to be valid validated. We've been saying this all year. We've been preaching. They've been calling us delusional, especially me, because you know how they try to come for me. But what are they talking about? This girl's delusional. Da, 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 da. Well, Justin, I would say right now, we looking pretty damn smart. Pretty but, damn smart. Better than the Warriors and more times than not, you're gonna come out on the on the winning side. For sure, for sure, for sure. So it's been fun. Warriors on Friday. Um, appreciate y'all continuing to tune in. Um, ooh, if Friday gets done, we get it done. I don't even know what to tell y'all what it's gonna be like on here on Friday. I don't even know what to tell y'all what it's gonna be like, but it's gonna be crazy. So let's root for that W. Let's hope we get it. Being that that game's a little bit earlier, Justin, we might need to take a little time before we record because I need to be able to, like, you know, mm-hmm. respond on the TL and terrorize people and send out my video because I said in our playoff preview that Kevon Looney would average more boards than Sabonis. <laughs> and he's doing it. He's doing it, lone dog. Because I was told the other day that I don't know nothing about hoops. And no one should be paying me. And I should be disqualified from talking about it. And on and on. So, how you like me now? (laughs) I don't know who the fuck y'all. Anyway. (laughs) Ah, But the job isn't done yet. So, last year, Justin... When we said a lot of things and they said we were crazy and we ain't know and when we won, I didn't do the petty tour and call out people. I didn't do it. I just enjoyed the victory. It just felt so good to be back. But this year, Justin, <laughs> this year I'm prepared to be petty. I'm prepared. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in with us. It was Immaculate Vibes. What's the number, Justin? Give us the number. We almost done. We almost closed it out. So we had a 9.8. 9.8. Okay. We got to close it out to be 10. Got to close it out to be 10. And then like the very next day, we back down to five. Nah, come on. Not five. We back down to five. I was going to say zero, but we can't be zero. No, baseline is like eight, Justin. Like we making the second round going in. We can't be back to no five. I don't even know when we normally are five. That was like regular season stuff. Come on. All right, seven and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna work on him, y'all. But all right, we want we want to win Friday so we could get to ten. But the vibes is nine point eight. We feeling good. We sitting where we need to be. Let's go home, spring to chase, and get get the job done. Get the job done. Thank y'all so much for tuning in with us. We appreciate you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod download the podcast it's available wherever you get podcasts apple spotify while you're there leave us a review give us a five-star rating tell your friends share and continue to support and send us questions if you have any so we can answer for our mailbags um yeah i'm just honestly both of us we're so appreciative of the support we're so excited oh oh my goodness how many wins do they have right now justin three so we need 
What's my math? 15, 14, 13 more. 13 more wins. There you go. 13 more wins. Countdown. All right, y'all. Until next time. Take care.